Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Curtis Lewa, Curtis Lewa, Rip Reed. Check this out. This is the Rip and Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. About- now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Reed. Hotel, motel, holiday inn, express, classic song as a lead-in to the breakout of what Nancy Sleewa, who joins us on the Rip and Read every Tuesday and Thursday to do the deep dive as our E-Attorney is going to peel the veneer off of these multiple no-bid contracts that got exposure today all over the media, signed, sealed, and delivered uh, by Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegal aliens, who has these no-bid contracts, and you say contract, I say kickback whenever Eric Adams' name is on it. Just remember his battle cry about everything involving Eric Adams. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. Here it is again, getting wine dined and pocket line. But it all, in this instance, goes back to two young journalists at Project Veritas in Westchester who set off after Eric Adams because they saw him going to these Doc Go stockholder meetings. They saw him getting wine dined and pocket line by the stockholders of Doc Go. And they saw that he had given a no-cut, excuse me, a no-bid contract for $432 million to this DOCCO company that never before had taken care of migrants or done anything. Uh, And there was no transparency. And it was clear that if you say Eric Adams' contract, he says, okay, I got to know where the kickbacks are going to the friends of Eric Adams. In fact, remember that young man when he was haunting Eric Adams wherever he would go. What's your relationship with Doc Go? And he brushed him off. And that's when Nancy picked up on it. So, Nancy, 
Could you take us from then to the here and now? The headline today is Eric Adams administration is paying $90 a hour to security guards in the shelters for the migrants. $90 an hour. Yeah, so so, uh, apparently Brad Lander did eventually get around to reviewing some of these contracts to determine. And Brad Lander is who? Well, he's the comptroller. So what happened is like this is his job to actually uh, prior to these contracts review them. But in November 2022, he granted the emergency powers to Adams like by virtue of this migrant crisis. So he kind of abdicated his authority to to review these contracts. And now because there's so much blowback. He's starting to, you know, have to look into them. So what he did was he released a report reviewing now just four of these contracts, mind you. So this is just like the tip of the iceberg. Um, but it has to do with the staffing specifically related to security at four of the um, migrant shelter facilities. Like I think it's like the Herks, right? So these like humanitarian centers. And they're vastly different in what they charge for the same exact services. The contracts are all over the place. Um, you know, uh, and getting from fifty to ninety dollars for security. I know what you fifty to ninety dollars an hour for a minimum wage security guard. Now, and again, what they call them security staff. So that's not even to say that they have the qualifications of an actual security guard or training. This, L- let yeah. me make mention: if any of you are in need of employment, <laughs> uh, it's not a minimum wage job. You mm-hmm. better run to these uh, migrant shelter centers and say you want to be a private security guard, you too can make $50 an hour or the high-level $90. No special skills. You don't have to be a high school graduate. You don't even have to have a GED. You just don't have to have a serious criminal record. Misdemeanors, yes. Felonies, no. Yeah, so basically this is reviewing what these no-bid contracts which are paying private companies, how that would look in comparison. Like if we had actually had city employees um, utilized for these same services and using examples of like Department of Health, uh, peace officers and what they normally get and more or less showing that it would be like a $50 million per year savings had they, instead of going to these private companies to give these little contract kickbacks, just use the workforce we had. I mean, you could have uh, given people who already work for the city opportunities to get overtime, opportunities to expand their services. We could have hired internally. We could have built up an internal workforce that was fine instead of giving away these contracts, which clearly are are being called out now as crooked. So, again, this is just three of four. I want to, again, specify that this is the bottom rung of the contract, security, because you get basically minimum wage earning men and women with no skill levels, Arrow Security is one of these. We've talked about this before, Nancy. Providing security at Randall's Island, which is in chaos. Another two guys got arrested there uh, for knocking out a security officer from Arrow. Arrow is the go-to security uh, private company at Creedmoor, where they have just decided to put an extra 150 single able-bodied men of military age with nothing to do, nowhere to go, and shove them in the tent. That now means they have a total of 1,500 there on Hillside Avenue. And Arrow has most of the contracts. There are others who are contracted, but at this crazy amount of money with no bid contracts, it doesn't take anybody much to know that there has to be kickbacks galore 
to the friends of Eric Adams. And let me just say this, in addition, while this is all going on, Frank Caron, who was the fundraiser for Eric Adams' campaign the first time he got elected, now runs the biggest lobbyist group in the city. He's raising money for Eric Adams' legal defense fund because he could be indicted any day by the U.S. attorney for the Southern District. And he's raising money for his reelection in 2025. Imagine you're going to deal with the city. you got to go through Frank Caron, all these contracts, and he's telling you straight up, you better get on the ship before it pulls out of the port. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. Can I hear that again? Can I hear a chorus, Eric Adams, please? Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. City Hall for sale. Happened with Ed Koch. There was two great journalists, Wayne uh, Barrett, uh, who sort of led the effort, and Jack Newfield. They exposed the corruption in the last term of Ed Koch. This is even more egregious. Continue, continue, because Brad Lander, who would like to be mayor over my dead body, the city controller, is moving in for the kill on Eric Adams' friends who are getting these kickbacks. Well, but and just to just to exemplify how much of a show this is, so when Doc Go first got all of that bad press brought down upon it because of its overcharging and its lack of transparency, so then you know uh, Brad Lander tried to flex a little bit in September by not approving a four hundred thirty-two million dollar contract which involved Doc Go, but. Like most things, you know, they, you know, you, you, you sort of ignore it for a little bit. They think people will forget. And at the start of this year, they approved another contract for $565 million to provide services for the entire year for the Herc centers, including DuckGo. So, again, you know, they, they, they have this show where they'll call out one contract, but then they just, you know, supply them in another contract. So the city continues to do business with them in spite of this scathing report, in spite of knowing that they're being overcharged. It doesn't end anything. This is all city money. This is all everyone who pays taxes in the city. We're getting built. We're getting extorted. We're getting shook down. Again, let's deal with its most simple aspect. We're going to unfold this like an artichoke. We're going to peel away the layers each and every show that you're with us, Nancy, doing the deep dive. But let's just deal with the main layer. Security officers hired companies that have been outsourced to get the contracts. Uh, they're being paid 50 to $90 an hour where you could have had a minimum wage local security officer standing there wearing an arrow shirt or whatever other shirt of other security companies. You know there's massive kickbacks in this. They, they, it is so obvious. And ever since Nancy started going after the Doc Go contract because it was under the guise of an executive emergency order, no bid contract, and then you try to find out the details. Notice they redacted everything. They yeah. redacted everything. Yeah, and, and think about the problem with it being security. There's clearly uh, a lack of transparency. There's a lot of criminality going on internally. There's a lot of things spilling out onto the street that are now becoming the problem for the NYPD, which we already have a strain on. So we're paying top dollar for internal security that clearly can't take care of security internally, and now it's becoming our problem and actually impressing further upon our, our little money that we have for public safety. What you have to know, ladies and gentlemen, is uniform members of the NYPD, undercover police officers, are not permitted to come into any of the migrant shelters, any of the migrant centers, unless there's a 911 call. They are to remain on the outside. They are to patrol on the outside. 
They are leaving it to these private security groups, and in some instances, the National Guard, New York State National Guard that has been sent in by Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb, and there is complete chaos in the migrant centers as a result of this dysfunction, but the money keeps flowing. Yeah, they just had an incident at a shelter on 125th Street when the cops were allowed in to actually arrest the person. There was actually someone assaulted right in front of them, the security guard. So this is how how bold and emboldened they are to just commit crimes. Imagine uniformed members of the NYPD come in, make the arrest after the 911 call. And another, quote, asylum seeker, thug, illegal alien, mm-hmm. then punches <laughs> out another migrant right in front of the cops because he knows there are no consequences. This is Alvin Bragland. You can almost kill somebody and get away with it. Or maybe you'll do three days, you know, remanded to jail, no bail. Total chaos. And remember, the very person who is the CEO of this DACO. Can I hear the DACO one more time, please? The young man who exposed this for Project Veritas. What's your relationship with DACO? The CEO at that point who made the deal with Eric Adams, his name was Anthony Al Capone. I kid you not, that was his real name. Look it up. Google it. Anthony Al Capone, the CEO. A month later, the Albany Times Union gets a tip. They do a complete background check of this guy. He's like George Santos, too. There is absolutely nothing true about this guy's resume from birth to exile. And instead of the Adams administration saying, well, we want to review the contracts or relationship, Eric Adams took a microphone and said, no, DACO are our partners. Uh, with one CEO came from, they'll find another CEO, and they continue to do business. Because in the land of Eric Adams, his battle cry always is, Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. Up next, Eric Adams goes to the hood, the Curtis Lee hood, Canarsie, Brooklyn. And, man, he has flashbacks. I mean, it's like he had, what is that, PTSD? That's what he has. Over Curtis Sliwa. You don't want to miss it exclusively here with Nancy Sliwa. She's here to do the Rip and Reeves every Tuesday and Thursday where we don't just regurgitate the news, report the news. We make the news here at WABC. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Sliwa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Sliwa. Why is everybody always picking on me? That's him on his knees. I know that's him. Getting seven come eleven down in the boys' gym. Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown. He's a clown. That Charlie Brown. He's gonna get caught. Just you wait and see. Why is everybody always picking on me? This has become the theme song of Eric Adams, Swagger Man with No Plan, Mayor of the Illegal Aliens. So last night, he had a town hall meeting in my backyard, Canarsie. The old Canarsie High School, they have a new name, like all these incredible names they give high schools. How how do you put it on a, a basketball jersey? You need to have two basketball jerseys. Simple, Canarsie High School, the Chiefs. They won't even let them call them the Chiefs anymore. 64, the high school is built, Nancy. Race riots. I mean, vicious race riots. Howard Schultz went there, CEO of Starbucks. 
John Sally, great center, who uh, played for the Pistons, L.A. Lakers, great broadcaster. Lloyd will be free from the Ville, never ran, never will. Went to junior high school with me, chucked basketballs there, but chucked them uh, pretty well in Canarsie and went on to play for the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, it's got a great history. So he's in the house of Sliwa last night, and clearly some of the people there who are predominantly black, West Indian, Caribbean, were telling the mayor on his way in, yo, you know, not for nothing, mayor, you know, Sliwa's our boy. We voted for Sliwa, courtesy's the Canarsie kid. So it, it apparently, according to those that were there, rubbed them the wrong way. Uh, Nancy has access to the audio. She's on the deep dive. So let's start with what he's doing all during Black History Month, which is comparing himself to David Dinkins, one of the worst mayors ever in the history of New York. Now, I want to tell you something. Do you remember this? Well, you know what? He always wears fancy suits. Well, he always is out somewhere. Well, he's not able to manage well. He's not able to handle the complexity of the city. No, not Eric Adams, David Dinkins. Go look what they wrote about David Dinkins and do a comparative analysis of what they're saying about me. Yeah, you both failed mayors. Yeah, there's, there's two of you. <laughs> I can't believe that he would conjure up the image of David Dinkins. Uh, there were 2,000 murders a year under Dinkins, 10,000 unsolved shootings. I don't know why he keeps going to the David Dinkins. Well, I know he's playing the black card. But he himself was a Republican at that time and said in the Daily News, I'm not supporting David Dinkins because he's soft on crime. I'm supporting Rudy Giuliani, who's law and order. You think maybe he needs to have that flashback? He won't. He keeps playing that David, he did this in Brownsville two weeks ago. You unearthed it, remember? Where he was trying to... Uh, get the crowd to be empathetic and sympathetic to him, claiming that he was David Dinkins, yeah, too. Yeah, no, this is a, certainly a little bit of a new thing for him, but it's not the first time he's he's starting to compare himself to, to David Dinkins. So I guess he thinks it's an asset. I'm not sure why, given the given the, the litany of what he just said about him. It didn't sound too good. I probably wouldn't want to compare myself to him, but he thinks it's a good thing. He's figuring that his complexion is his protection, and then naturally he's talking about what a great job he's done on the migrant issue. I am inheriting a national crisis that I have to resolve, and we are resolving that crisis like no other city, folks. Um, it's funny. The further you get away from it, the more he rewrites the history. He actually invited everyone here. <laughs> That's how it started. He rolled out the red carpet. Yeah, he asked everyone to come here. He told them, come here. We, we'll welcome you. We'll give you all these things. And then you could see, just in his countenance, the look in his eye and what he was saying, that Curtis Lewa had gotten into his head, probably because people in the crowd were mentioning, yo, this is my boy Curtis, no disrespect, Mayor, but that's our boy Curtis. DTAC spectators that sit on the sideline and talk about what they would do, they don't have a plan. We have a plan. Now... You know what that's all about because I've tagged him, the hashtag, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. He's talking about critics. Obviously, his number one critic is me. And I claim he has no plan and he's got to insist to the crowd. He's got a plan. Can I hear that? Could, could we replay that uh, wrong way, Lou Rafino, please? Detach spectators that sit on the sideline and talk about what they would do. They don't have a plan. We have a plan. 
So it's it's progress. It's not that he's he has details for a plan, but he has a plan. He's got a plan. He's got a plan. All right. I'm I'm re- I'm listening. I'm listening. A plan like David Dinkins had to destroy the city. Okay, we know how that plan turned out. Exactly. Then he says, "We're not just surviving, ladies and gentlemen. We're thriving. The city is not surviving. The city is thriving." And if you allow people to rewrite our history during Black History Month, then you're making a big mistake. We're going to write our own history. He, he, I don't know who he's trying to identify in each of those parts of the sentence. Which group is him? Which one's them? Which I have no idea. Well, we got to bifurcate this. Uh, yes, wrong way, Lou Rufino. Please cue that back up. We got to sort of take this in parts because... This is all around Black History Month. He's playing the black race card. His complexion is his protection. And his shield He's the weakest shield in the world, David Dinkins. The city is not surviving. The city is thriving. And if you allow people to rewrite our history during Black History Month, then you're making a big mistake. We're going to write our own history. It's called revisionism of the worst type. And it's uh, basically, you know it's bad in New York City, but no, 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 no. And and I thought history was something that just exists independently. Why does anyone have to write their narrative of the history? It exists. I think we can all admit the history of the time that David Dinkins was mayor was a disaster. A. Bean was a disaster before David Dinkins, John Lindsay before him, uh, Bill de Blasio, Comrade Bill de Blasio, remember – his mentor was David Dinkins. All these guys whose mentors is David Dinkins are disasters. Yeah, no, he again, he's upset that he can't control every narrative of his mayoralty. And that's where the problem comes from, that people are calling him out for doing bad things. And that's why he doesn't want anyone else to control his narrative. And actually, the crowd was saying, how come you're not arresting these illegal aliens, these Venezuelan thugs with the gang tattoos and deporting them? And then finally, it's just like it was enough. Enough was enough. He had to break wild. Those small numbers that are committing crimes, we need to modify the the sanctuary city law that if you commit a felony, a violent act, we should be able to turn you over to ICE and have you deported. First time he said that. He was opposed to ICE, as Andrew Evil Ice Cuomo was, when ICE called him thugs and said he would sue uh, ICE. Eric Adams was a part of that. What Eric Adams is now trying to do is the pivot and shift. First off, if these thugs who happen to be migrants get arrested on serious charges, they get tried, if convicted, they have to do their time in American prisons, uh, federal prisons or state prisons or city jails. Upon release, we have to inform ICE, Limigre, Immigration and Naturalization Service Agent, pick up Jose here, he's from Caracas, Venezuela, he's finished his time. They bring him to either Vesey Street, downtown Manhattan, which is a holding uh, detainment center, or Elizabeth, New Jersey, process them for deportation to their country of origin. Uh, Nine out of ten of these thugs are from Venezuela. Maduro has indicated, I will not accept any deportees. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been saying it over and over, but apparently these politicians can't seem to get the wax out of their ears. They're going to be here forever. No other country is going to want them. Maybe we can find some third world country, some atoll, some island in the South Pacific to house them there. 
but no other country is going to want to take uh, these deportees, and you can't send them to Venezuela because guess what? Maduro won't take them. And then in the midst of this, you got to describe what happened. He had his PTSD moment uh, over Curtis Sliwa in the middle of this this town hall meeting at Kanashi High School. You know, so a student was asking him about a question regarding the speed ferry, and as opposed to answering the question, he just had some sort of flashback, clearly about you, and talking about when you were uh, going, you know, when you were running for mayor and you had his picture on the side of the milk carton and you were going through that area asking if anyone had seen him. I remember there was a demonstration. Someone had a milk carton saying, where's Eric? Who's with that? <laughs> you know, act <laughs> you know, like I'm disappearing, you know, missing. That was September of 2021. There had been a, a shooting uh, that took out eight people at the Eleanor Roosevelt housing project, Bedside do or die in the shadow of the J train. I was there like I'm always there with the guardian angels. And I grabbed a milk container, took a picture uh, that was on the front page of the daily news because he was out in the Hamptons. He loves that white money. You know, normally white people are crackers, but their money is good. He was getting wine dined and pocket lined all over the Hamptons. And so I started kicking it with the brothers. The brothers were on the corners, uh, and they were, they know. They know when Slee and the Guardian Angels are there, we mean business. Hey, Eric. Stay in the Hamptons. Stay in the Hamptons, Mr. Eric. I'll Alex. stay in Brooklyn. Yeah. I'll deal with the business. You can be out with everyone in the Hamptons. This is where we at. Wine we came to the community. This is where we go. In the hood. In Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. All right? Bed-Stuy, do a dime. So they were dissing Eric Adams, who was there. Brooklyn Borough president at the time running for mayor against me that never got out of his head. And then at a completely different part of the town hall meeting in Canarsie. He had another flashback. He had another. (laughs) He may need, he may need some counseling because Curtis Lee is in his head. Okay. So whoever put that milk carton up that had me missing, (laughs) tell them. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. People were wondering, what the hell is he talking about? Yeah, that's why they were laughing. They think they were confused as well. Well, anybody would be confused. First of all, there's been no reports of this at all. None, except on my social networking. Correct. Back in September of 2021. Exactly. But I know what triggered him. Remember, Mm -hmm. Nancy's walking in to the gymnasium of the old Canarsie High School. Some of the brothers, you know, yo, give you love, Eric, but you know, Curtis is our boy. You know, we're going with Curtis. That like wigged him out that a brother would be saying that. But look, that's my roots. Brownsville, Canarsie, East New York. It makes sense. But that so got into his head that in the midst of a town hall meeting on really serious issues, who's he talking about? Curtis Lee. Eric Adams, I know your staff is listening in City Hall, so they listen at one police plaza. There's a whole desk. Eric, who's your daddy, Eric? Who's your daddy? Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read.
classic disco hit, Fly Robin Fly, Silver Convention, out of Berlin, Germany. You know, that's where also the queen of disco, the disco diva herself, Donna Summers, first created her tracks of disco greatness. But we're not playing it because of disco. We're playing it in honor of Flacco. That was pillared, made fun of, debased by the morning crew of Sid Rosenberg, Wrongway Lou Rufino, and especially Justin Ellick, who had that cackle, like a jackal, like a hyena. One morning ago, when uh, Nancy, you and I were sitting shiver with so many hundreds of thousands of New Yorkers and people from around the world, and going to the memorial site in Central Park and other sites... They were laughing. And boy, I understand that as Sid was leaving today and you were coming in to do the rip and read, uh, it was like fire coming out of your uh, your ears and nostrils towards him. I mean, <clears throat> he tried to, to, you know, apologize. He was he was definitely a little bit sorry for, for what he had said, but I just let him know that I wasn't having it because I was extremely upset about what he had said. And what about Justin Ellie? You heard the cackling that was the loudest cackle. It was like a chortle. Yeah, it, it still echoes in my head. Give us uh, a little bit about the importance <clears throat> of Flacco. We have covered it since uh, he had escaped from the Central Park Zoo a year ago as part of the Animal Welfare Show. In fact, if you want to hear what we talk about animal welfare issues, you got to you got to listen 10 to 11 on Sundays. Or you could go to the podcast at wabcradio.com. Or you can actually go to the animal welfare website that we have to deal with all your animal welfare needs. That's protectouranimals.org. And protectouranimals.org, we do. Explain why people should be in mourning for the loss of Flacco. Well, I mean, Flacco was it was more than just a, an owl that had broken free from Central Park. It was more of a – Flacco was kind of a, a, a movement – Flacco was a symbol for all of us who live in the city, right? Breaking free from your enclosure, the, the shackles that hold you back mentally and physically, and then realizing your full potential. So Flacco flourished, and Flacco was able to live out in the last year of Flacco's life a, a wonderful, wonderful existence of freedom and just, you know, making his own choices and flew around the city. Everyone loved Flacco. I think. Flacco became a mini celebrity, a legend in New York City. And in fact, there are people who are going in Central Park as we speak, lined up to pay tribute. Yeah, there's, I mean, the same thing that you, you saw for John Lennon, you know, by Strawberry Fields. There's in uh, 89th Street, there's a whole little setup where everyone's coming to honor Flacco. I mean, they miss Flacco. Flacco is beautiful. And again, just became such a synonymous symbol with everything so nice about New York City. You got that, you cackling uh, hen, uh, Justin. Uh, I fixed his wagon. I signed him up. Philadelphia public school system is in dire need of teachers. I sent in his resume, unbeknownst to him. We're providing him a place to live at Kensington in Somerset, right underneath the Frankfurt uh, Market line, maybe the worst drug-using area that has ever existed. So guess what? You love the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, although you don't care when Eagles get crushed, as one did on the West Side Highway by a hit-and-run driver. Rover. Rover. Yeah, yeah, you didn't mourn his loss. You were probably cackling, too. So I promise you, Nancy, I will get them one by one. First Justin, then Wrong Way Lou Rafino, who contributed to that. 
And finally, Sin Rosenberg. I'm going to force him to apologize tomorrow. 7.05. You don't want to miss it.